the simplest commercial baking resource. Brought to you by Bakerpedia and hosted by Mark Florka. With 45 years of industry experience, Mark knows the ins and outs of baking. He is Bakerpedia's community forum manager and baking instructor. He's here to share knowledge and help you grow connections. You're listening to the Baked In Science Podcast. Hello, bakers. Welcome to another episode of Baked In Science. I'm your host, Mark Florka. We are fresh off the heels of IBIE, the International Baking Industry Exposition. And I want to take you back there to one of the interviews and one of our roundtables for you. First up, we have the roundtable conversation with myself, Dr. Lynn, Arnaud Dubat of KPM Analytics, and Sophia Pai from Peyton Lyle talking about our discoveries at the show. Have a listen and let me know what your thoughts are. Hi, everybody. Here we are, your Bakerpedia Baker Inns, live from IBIE in Las Vegas. And we have Dr. Lynn Carson, the founder of uh, Bakerpedia, and Arnaud Dubai. Dubai? Dubai. Dubai, sorry. Arnaud Dubai. Hello. And Sophia Pai. Hello, um, everyone. And so we're uh, going to give you some recaps of the things that we saw yesterday and things you have to look forward to today. How about you start off, then? I start off, sure. So I saw an ingredient called tregalose, and it is a sugar ingredient that is a third of the calories of regular sugar. It tastes like sugar, it feels like sugar, it bulks like sugar. It is a galactose though, it's not glucose. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's a really interesting new product and you should stop by the ASR booth to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Try out their vegan peanut butter cookie. And it's, it's just amazing. I can't wait to see the reality on that. Sure. What's new with you? What's new? A lot of things. We've seen a lot of new bakers. Look, bakers are new. They have new questions. They have new new concerns and a real concern for quality and quality control. Mm-hmm. I think the people, they finally realize that it's not because you have specification that you are following over and over and over and over mm-hmm. that you don't have problems. Specification, <laughs> but you, you still have issues. So certainly something is missing. And we have had a lot of questions on how to improve that. And there is a lot of question about better seeing the quality of the final product, being less subjective, more mm-hmm. objectivity. Mm-hmm. So there are solutions now with the vision system, this kind of thing. We can really count the little grain on the bun. We can mm-hmm. see the diameter exactly. So that's a good starting way. Right. So one thing is, can I better understand the dough in my process? Mm-hmm. And the same thing we have to, that you can sample the dough and make an analyze on the dough and knowing what's on the dough. Well, especially today, reality of the dough is not just straightforward, simple, mm-hmm. standard dough that we've had for many generations. And that's Today, the other thing. Today we're doing so many different things where gluten mm-hmm. and wheat protein isolates and stuff have to do so much different work. So right? clear right, Mark. And, and, you know, 
And I think that's what also triggered this interest because now they are facing new trend, new and less new, like gluten-free, wool with flour. Uh, we have the keto, and this is triggering a lot of interest about my ingredients. Mm -hmm. So starting by understanding the final product, how it is processed, and the quality of the raw material, I think that's a, a big step forward into managing the system. So it's very, very exciting to us. That's cool. Um, to, mm -hmm. to hear that. Yeah. That's great to hear. So if you have any questions on rheology, come to the KPM booth, 6.35, and talk to Arnaud. What would you suggest if somebody wants to put a quality lab together? What kind of equipment do they need? I would suggest a tool. In fact, two types of tools. The first one should be to have a way of assessing the final product objectively. That's mm -hmm. the first thing. That's mm -hmm. your target. That's the most important. That's the I most important. Yeah. yeah. Because volume, if you don't know, wrong. you don't know where you are, where you want to go, it's difficult to, to improve. Mm -hmm. in fact. And then I would really select a tool where you can use the same tool for testing the dough on your line, knowing what's happening on the line, mm -hmm. but also testing your raw material. Mm -hmm. And the good news is that these kind of tools exist today. So, And when, you'll be able to talk to them about it. And we need it because we need the data. Exactly. Remember when we talk about data? You need about data. You need data. You need, you the need more to, data we have, the more intellectual we become in the machine learning process of things. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you need oh, data. That, that data. You need yeah. data. That you need data. You yes. need data. Not Fritz Spiner. <laughs> Something interesting is that if you have data and you have intelligence, mm -hmm. then you have assurance. Then you extract the information. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, Sophia, what did you see today that interests you? Yeah, so maybe my side of the business, I was seeing a lot of people, just like you talking about, a lot of new type of problem, challenge. Some of them relate to shortage of supply or certain ingredient. So they don't know how supply to cannot supply issue. So they, they have to alter their formula to support because if you're missing an ingredient, how they're going to continue running the product, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other one is, you I mean, think... they don't just call you up and say, <laughs> send me something? <laughs> A lot of people call, but unfortunately, it's really sad. I love to sell more ingredients. <laughs> we have better to turn it away, but you know, really our challenge today in the market. The other thing is better for you it's really still a hot topic really today. what do you mean by better for you how would you define yeah. better for you so even you say gluten-free still a lot of baker mm -hmm. walking around asking about what ingredient i can use for my gluten-free and then they're asking about you know how can i control my sugar you know in the pastry product it's like ling was talking about the new type of sugar Nowadays, the technology is way better than before. It's just amazing. Yes. The, the, I think the keto trend is really throwing sugars into a different light. Mm -hmm. Like what you have, FOS, allulose. Yes. But the most important thing is you need to know how to use it, right? Not just like you have a new ingredient out there, but not one size is going to fit all. It's no silver bullet to replace sugar. Yeah. You really still need to know how to balance other ingredients. Yeah. You also need to know how to balance the bulking and also the sweet quality and taste. Mm -hmm. and, and, that's, and the water activity. Oh, so many. That. Yes. Yeah, the sugar function in, in, in baked goods is just so complex yeah. that you can't just plug and play. You know? Oh, absolutely. So. I used to teach a general interest course on ingredients just for homemakers and things like that. Mm -hmm. And we would spend an entire day just talking about sugar, just to give them an understanding of the complexities. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're an educated baker is going to work with their supplier.
do supplement mm -hmm. where their experience has not caught up yet to the changes in their history. And yeah. So I have two things that yeah, I, I, I would observe, and, yeah. and one I've got a question for you. But the two I would observe is one I really enjoyed at the Green Miller's booth. They have a vegan cheese made from oh, oat milk, right? Nice. So it's gluten-free as well okay. because it's made from gluten-free oat milk. And so they're doing this great grilled cheese sandwich oh. with a multi-grain bread that is uh, whole I'm grain going. with oats. And it's just, Thanks for letting me you know, know to have to die bread. For it, right? I'll yeah. go for it's, my vegan It's really good. It's really good. Cheese. Yeah. The other thing for me, if I wasn't at IBIE in 2019, so this has been a six-year gap for me to take in the show. And one of the things that I notice is that it's younger generation now, both on the exhibitor side as well as the attendees. There's a lot more younger people, less of the septo-octogenarians who are, you know, crawling wow, around. that's a word. Yes. Say that real fast, <laughs> septo-octogenarians. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, you know, the thing I was thinking about ASR is that, do they have a Hitchhiker's Guide to Galactose? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that joke. I'm going to use it in my course material. Yeah. I always have to throw something corny in. <laughs> so, younger bakers? Younger bakers. Have you talked to them? Do they know a lot of stuff? There's a mix. There's a mix. What I find interesting is that a lot of the younger bakers in the smaller retail outlets type bakeries, they seem to have put a lot more emphasis on their own education and they're really trying to keep up with things. And, and because of things managing through the pandemic and all these types of things, some of the younger people in the larger bakeries, they're still playing catch up. They've been kind of thrown from the frying pan into the fire. I think there's been a lot of retirement that's happened and stuff and where people maybe weren't quite mentored long enough for things and so they're leaning on suppliers for experience a lot I think and they need to lean on us on the academy. I was just gonna say yeah. a lot of them go to Wikipedia. Yeah. Yes, that's where you need to go for more information. And that I've been hearing a lot too is that they see Bakerpedia and uh, they say, oh, I love Bakerpedia. Right. It's their resource. Mm -hmm. Well, we're not done yet here at IBIE. We're going to be here for another couple of days. So if you have the time, stop by Tate and Lyle. Sophia is there. Stop by KPM. Arno is here. Catch me and Mark walking around and just look take for selfies. the butterflies fluttering by. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank Bye. You. This podcast is brought to you by KPM Analytics. Did you know that you can use KPM vision inspection technology to improve your product quality and consistency at full line speed? Virtually any food product can be measured using 2D. 3D and color imaging technology, either directly during the production process or using a benchtop inspection system for at-line quality checks. To learn more, go to www.kpmanalytics.com. Well, that was an interesting roundtable conversation. And as you can tell, we did also enjoy ourselves at the show. 
And so here we have another one. This was a really interesting interview together with Pat Buchanan of Grain Millers. And Pat shared a lot of information with us. And I hope you will find this as informative as I did. Have a listen. Welcome, bakers. My name is Mark Flerka. I'm a baker influencer with Bakerpedia. And today I am with Pat Shannon of Grain Millers in Canada. Is that correct? Well, we have Canadian mills. I actually live in Washington, but work out of our Eugene, Oregon facility. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of us are familiar with Grain Millers as like an, an oat producer, but we do a lot more than just oats. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of the breadth of your portfolio? Sure. Well, back in the 80s, Grain Miller started with one oat mill in yeah. Eugene, Oregon, location I just mentioned, expanding out from there into our Iowa mill. But as the years grew and we expanded into different facilities all over the country, we're now one of the largest oat millers in the country wow. that you're familiar with. Yeah. But we also have a corn mill in Indiana. We have two flax facilities where we bring in flax seed from Canada and from actually uh, overseas and imports. And we mill and process flax. We have a whole specialty division that brings in ingredients from all over the world. Oh, fantastic. Uh, we now mill barley, and we mill rye, and we mill triticale. So it's grown from just you a really small oat milling company. Yeah. We're yeah. grain millers, yeah. exactly, the yeah, name fits. Absolutely. Yeah. And thinking, going back to oats a little bit, is that one of my favorites to always bake with is the large flake oats. I like the nutty the characteristic. Yeah. But there's so much more than large flake. There's so many different types of you know, steel cut and so on. Can you tell us yep. a little bit about those those characteristics of those sure. oats? Sure. Actually, I can show you too. If oh you, wow! If Even you better. look, yeah. if you look at some of these, you know, you get some raw oats. Yeah. That's what a raw oats looks like. They come in with the hole on. Uh huh. So take this these is through not a, the groat yet. This is yeah. the raw oats. Okay. I'll, I'll take yeah. you on a little storybook yeah. ride here. If okay. you go through and take your hull off, you end up with an oat groat. Ah. So the oat groat has no hull on it. Yeah. And if you then take it from various processes beyond that, you get into flakes. Yeah. And one that you were just referring to. Yep. If I can open this one up here, a steel cut. Ah, so that's the so, steel cut. So it's, it's almost yeah. like little chunks. So yeah. if you look at the milling process, we have to bring in the raw oak, dehull it, send the holes off into the mm -hmm. bins. You're left with the raw groat that yep. you then run through the kiln mm -hmm. and fire it up and make it nice and toasty and that wonderful flavor that you ah, get for oats. And from there, you take it through a varying stages yep. of going from a steel-cut oat into a, an oat flake, into a quick oat, into oat fiber. Right, so yep. it kind of goes a full, full spectrum. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's, sure. that's amazing. Yeah? And one of the, the big benefits of oats is often found in like the, the oat bran and the or sometimes the oat fiber. What is that nutritional component that is so popular amongst people who are using oat bran and oat fiber? Yeah, that goes back to biblical days. Oats were discovered as an ancient grain, yeah. you know, centuries and centuries ago. And it has been one of the most nutritious grains that you can consume. Mm -hmm. If you look at the health studies on oats, it really is differentiated from wheat and from other grains that you mill mm -hmm. because of some of its nutritional properties. I was just talking to a gentleman earlier, one of our R&D folks, who's very interested in uh, beta-glucan that you get in oats. Exactly, yeah. uh, it's less so than in barley, but more mm -hmm. so or non-existent in other grains. Yeah. So you've got these properties of oats where you get your fiber, you get your beta-glucans, you get all sorts of nutrients that make an oat one of the most nutritious grains that you and can consume. For us with 
you know, heart concerns and things, it's it's very helpful in yep. reducing the bad cholesterol that yep. as people. Yeah, when I first started in this industry back in, uh, let's see, do I date myself back to the early 80s? That was when the oat bran craze hit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody had to have oat bran and everything. I remember it well. Grain millers started about the same time. Yeah. And believe it or not, that was one of the kickoffs to make the company grow as fast as it has. Mm-hmm. Hitting that time slot was fortuitous and, yeah. and, and lucky, but at the same time, it helped launch grain millers. But oat bran and oat beta-glucans and other nutrients that you mm-hmm. get in the oats will help you reduce cholesterol. They help you with regularity. Mm-hmm. There's all yep. sorts of nutritional benefits that you can get from the oat that you don't get from other grains, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. A wonderful product. It's one of my favorite ingredients to work with. For, and it tastes good. Muffins, cookies, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it yeah. tastes great. Also brings to my mind now you, because we talked about all the different things that you mill, the grains you process as millers, and talked about oats, and I didn't know before, you actually also provide blending as well. We do. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do there? Yep. That started decades and decades ago, too, with my former company that Grain Millers invested in a mixed facility. I was a product development company for the grain industry. Really got to know Chris Consor and his father, Chris Sr., back in the early, early days. And we started taking all these various grains and then developing them into loaves of bread and formulas for the baking industry all over North America. Grain Miller stepped up late and said, why don't we develop this blending facility for you where we can take all of these things that we bring in, blend them together, send them to the bakers so that they can have the ease of being able to use you know, a nine grain blend or a 21 grain blend or a five grain blend together with a 21 grain blend and make whatever formula they might want to. We had a chance to chat a little bit before we got on and you are able to provide some of your oats as gluten free as well. Right? Sure. Can you tell me a little bit about the, the challenges of doing that? Because sure. I mean, the oats itself, when you process it, there's no gluten involved. Right. right. So right. What, what are some of the challenges of having a gluten free yeah. product? Well, gluten-free has come on the scene since the gluten-free craze hit. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought it was going to be a fad, but it really wasn't. It was a, a nutritional benefit. Yep. Some people, my son has celiac disease, believe wow. it or not. Yep. The bread-developing guy has a son with celiac. Yep. I have neighbors uh, with yep. celiac. <laughs> so we have to come up with items that you know protect their health as well. But mm-hmm. oats are interesting. There's not gluten in the oats, no. but they're grown in rotation with wheat and barley uh-huh. and rye and other things. Yeah. So you'll have a volunteer wheat in your oat field. Mm-hmm. You've got to get, be able to extract that wheat out mm-hmm. from the oats so that you just have the pure oat in the stream. So we've developed some proprietary ways of processing to bring all of those ingredients back out to leave just the oats. We test that to make sure that it's under 20 ppm, mm-hmm. which is the USDA guidelines. Yep. We are substantially under that almost all the time. That's and we can provide that into any gluten-free bakery that might want it. But other things like oat milk has become popular, and those companies are looking for gluten-free oats mm-hmm. in case somebody who drinks their milk has celiac disease, so they hit all the bases that way. So yeah. gluten-free has become very, very popular. That's, that's awesome. That's amazing. It's great to hear. I wanted to ask you also about your distribution. So where are you you have some mills in Canada and, and in the U.S. as well. How does distribution work with you? Do you use food service distributors or uh, is there direct sales to sure. you? Well, it's across the board. We're mm-hmm. a, a B2B company. We don't mm-hmm. have our own brands out in the marketplace that so we really focus on serving our customers. Okay, great. The customers are located, as you know, mm-hmm. everywhere. Yep. So we have to have the capabilities of being able to supply our oats to any customer in the world. And we ship worldwide. Uh, our focus is North America, yeah. primarily, because that's where the U.S. and the mm-hmm. Canadian processors are from. 
but most of the oats now are kind of grown in the upper uh, regions of the provinces in Canada, much still grown in the United States as well, but as global warming is happening, the oats are being moved further and further north, like wheat, like soybeans and other crops. So we have mills now all over North America that we can supply customers in every quadrant oh, that we need yeah. to go to. So do some of the larger bakeries, did, did they have the ability to then contract with you directly for oh, sure. like a commodities contract? Type of sure, thing? absolutely. I would say most of our customers are that way. Oh, wow. We're pretty industrial suppliers, yeah. so most of what we supply are in truckload quantities. If you're a, an ongoing customer buying multiple truckloads, yeah. we want to make sure they're under contract, pay for them because mm -hmm. they want to have that stability. But also for us, we want to make sure that we can assure them price consistency mm -hmm. because the worst thing uh, a that, supplier could do exactly, or processor is yeah. have yeah. pricing that goes like this. So yeah. we can contract out, especially uh, today. Yeah. Especially today. Yeah. You know, freight's another issue, yeah. but with the oats and the commodities that we supply, we can contract long-term short-term based on volume, based on price, based on location, mm -hmm. and make sure that everybody get what they need at a price point that hits what they're looking for. And you have a pretty broad portfolio, and you can see pretty much all of it online, and you have it nicely sort of laid out, and that is www.brainmillers.com, is that correct? That's correct. Excellent. So everybody Triple can, W, that's a wise way of saying that. Triple yeah, yeah, W. Yeah. 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 www.brainmillers.com. Www. Yeah. Really nicely laid out. You can see all the different varieties of things and stuff like that. I've got one last question for you, Pat. I'll sure. put you on the spot. Do you have any good oat jokes? Oh, oat jokes. <laughs> no, they're too wholesome and good for you. All right. We can't make a joke about oats. Excellent. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Sure, Mark. And, uh, Anytime. We'll see you in the next one. Okay, thank right. you. This episode is brought to you by Grain Millers, a leading manufacturer of organic and conventional whole grain ingredients focused on supplying safe and healthy ingredients that add value. Check out their gluten-free oats, fibers, wheat, barley, and rye ingredients at www.grainmillers.com. Well, that does it for another episode of Baked in Science. I hope you found that as interesting as I did. I really enjoyed my chat with Pat at the IBIE show, and that's why I wanted to share it with you guys in the podcast here as well. It is quite interesting, all the different kinds of oats and the history of the Grain Millers Company, of course, as well. If you have any thoughts or ideas, please drop me a line. I'm always happy to hear from you. Take care for now, and we'll see you in the next one.